This podcast is sponsored by Aurora Packaging Solutions, a global packaging solutions provider leading the transition to a more sustainably packaged future. They specialize in developing packaging and visual communication solutions that reduce the impact on the environment and bring sustainability goals to life. With a focus on partnership and service, they create a custom solution for your business. To learn more, please visit www.orapackaging.com. Welcome to Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors. Today's guest is a huge company in this space, and I'm so excited to have Mr. Eric Rosen, a publicist of North America for Loop and TerraCycle. How are you, Eric? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Corey. I appreciate it. Man, I'm so excited to have you guys on. I've been trying for like a year and a half, (laughs) so thank you for taking some time. Great Uh, to be here. Yeah, man, this is awesome. So tell us about yourself. Tell us about your background. How'd you get into sustainable packaging? So my background actually is as a PR person, I've worked in a variety of arenas from the labor movement to healthcare to IT. But about four years ago, I started with TerraCycle. I've always been, you know, green and certainly environmentally friendly and got the opportunity to go work at TerraCycle. And it has been an absolute unbelievable learning experience. I had just a cursory knowledge really of sustainability but I've been immersed in it for the past four years. And just what the, the work that we do, the work that TerraCycle and Loop does, it, it's just been a pleasure to, to, to learn about how to better the environment. I would be fascinated to learn more about what you guys do every day. But TerraCycle is making huge impacts on the environment uh, in a very positive way. And frankly, I'd like to see other companies emulate what you guys are doing. So can you tell us like an accomplishment or maybe a statistic about TerraCycle and Loop that that really kind of sticks in your brain that you could share with the, the audience? You know, as an accomplishment, I think looking at the, the company as a whole, I think the company has been around for 19 years. And I think in and of itself, that's an accomplishment. The, the idea of... Um, you know, TerraCycle's goal and its mission is to eliminate the idea of waste. And it's been at it for 19 coming on to two decades. So there's an awful lot to be proud of. We do an, an immense amount of local and community driven engagements to, to push the next generation into sustainability. We do it through school re- recycling contests. So, you know, on a, on a very local level, but we're also on a world stage. And, uh, you know, we did something called taking a stand for sustainability. We provided recycled plastic metal and metal podiums for the 2021 Olympics with Procter and Gamble. So very cool stuff. So, you know, really it's kind of neat for, for, to, we're on a global stage, but yeah, we're, we're very community oriented and want to, want to bring the next generation along into this idea of, of eliminating the idea of waste. Yeah. That's a, that's a huge goal (laughs) and a big, a big space that we're in here. I really enjoyed Tom Zaki's book. Who's the the founder of TerraCycle. That was, that was a really important book. I think we should mention that so that people listening can, can add to this episode with more knowledge. Absolutely. Yeah. So very excited to announce some things about loop. Can, can you kind of share with us you know, what's happening in the world of Loop in your partnership with Kroger? 
Yeah, 100%. So I, I don't know how much you or, or your audience knows Loop launched in 2019 and launched in the United States as an e-com site, launched in France as an e-com site. It has since gone in store in countries around the world. It's in store in Tesco in the UK, Carefor in France, Eon in Japan. And for the first time in the United States, we will be in store in Kroger at the end of February, starting in the Portland, Oregon area in approximately 27 Fred Meyer stores, which are a, a Kroger brand. Yeah. So we're, we're really, really excited to, to see the work of the past two years actually land on shelves in stores. It's just going to be absolutely incredible. So, so let's break it down for people. Loop is a reusable packaging system. So you buy the product from Fred Meyer, let's say after February 23rd, when they, when it launches, you take it home, you empty the container, you use whatever it is, and you bring the packaging back and you deposit it back in the store where you bought it, the exact same place where you bought it. Is that right? Basically, that's right. So okay. let me give a little background. In a, in a typical scenario, you go to the store, you buy whatever product you want. But you know, if you're buying Pantene shampoo, you're purchasing the shampoo and the package, but you don't want the package. So you wind up using the shampoo, you throw the package away, and there's an immense amount of waste. In the, in the loop system, the consumer only purchases what they want, which is the product that's in the package. The brand owns the package, kind of like the milkman of old. Love it. Uh, so yes, what, what you outlined is exactly right. The consumer would walk into, in this particular case of Fred Meyer, shop in the loop aisle, purchase, for example, Pantene. They would then use that Pantene bring the product back when it's empty. Now, the idea is to be able to buy anywhere and return anywhere. So that's what Loop, in, that's the ultimate goal of Loop, that you could buy that Pantene at a Fred Meyer in, in Portland and return it to a Tesco in the UK. Wow. <laughs> so to, to have the ultimate convenience for the consumer. But back to how it works. So yes, you would buy, you would purchase the Pantene at Fred Meyer. You'd use it. You'd then bring it back to one of the Kroger stores. It doesn't have to be the one that you purchased it from. Uh, it goes into a bin. That bin is then taken back to Loop, all the empties, where they're cleaned, sanitized, sent back to the brand, who in this case, again, owns the package. It's refilled and sent back to the store. It goes round and round in a circular economy until the brand decides, because in this case, again, the brand owns the package, till the brand decides to pull it out of circulation because these are real packages truly being used. They are gonna get banged up, scratched, dented. Sure. When they get pulled out of circulation, they will go to TerraCycle to be recycled. So the idea is that truly no waste. That's amazing. So can you give us a couple more examples of the types of products that will be available in this packaging? 
the idea is to, to have it complete. You know, th there is no product that we, that can't be in the loop platform. So you will see Hagen Dazs ice cream. You will see shampoo and conditioner and other beauty products. There is nothing that can't be packed in a reusable, refillable container. So you'll be doing uh, items like bread and crackers and things like that eventually. Eventually, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. That that seems like kind of the holy grail because you know bread packaging only needs to be good for a day or two, or, you know, for or three three to five days, maybe for most families, uh, if you're like our family <laughs> with a couple <laughs> exactly. of kids and, and a lot of hungry mouths around. So that's that sounds like a great system when when now the system makes a packaging that will last forever. Yes. And then, but it's disposable and that's just, it's just not working. We need, this system is so necessary in my opinion. Uh, absolutely. And it's funny because, you know, there's a tendency to think of packaging and, and to, to kind of demonize plastic. And when we talk about packaging, plastic always does become the demon, but it's really loop is material agnostic. We don't particularly care what the material is provided it's durable and reusable. Right. So there are some very durable plastics that can be used and we do have a tendency, but to your point about the bread packaging, that's where we get into problem is single use. Right. And that's single use one time throw away. And that's what we're trying to move away from. And we're getting better with recycling stuff like that with companies like Trex and Ridwell and Recyclops. They're, they're all making, you know, magnificent efforts to recycle some of that material or upcycle or downcycle, depending on who you, who you talk to and what the material is. I think, I mean, I get asked this a lot and, and I want to ask you because I, I think you're the expert. Do you think reusable packaging will fully replace all packaging eventually, or is that possible? Do I think that I would love to think that <laughs> will that happen? I don't know what I, what I'm seeing now is that a, a sea change with consumer want and people are dry, you know, people drive change with their pocketbooks and, you know, while it would be wonderful if big business did things out of the goodness of their heart, they do things out of making smart business decisions. And I think what you're seeing is, you know, are more and more companies having sustainability initiatives because people are pressing them to do so. So to answer your question, will we ever replace all single-use packaging with reusable packaging? I don't know. I'd love to say yes, but what we're seeing is, is an absolute change right now. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people are with the extended producer responsibility laws coming along and a lot of companies and uh, brands are saying, okay, by 2025, we're going to be this sustainable or 2030, we're going to be that sustainable, or we're going to make this goal. Uh, and I think Loop and TerraCycle are making huge impacts to assist with those goals. I heard a stat the other day that 90% of those companies have already announced that they're going to fail at the, <laughs> these right. goals. Right. So I think there's going to be a major push. Well, I should say there is a major push right now 
to to ramp up to those sustainability measures. And that's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I wrote down a couple stats about TerraCycle that I'm just thrilled about. So you say TerraCycle notes that they have over 202 million people recycling and have donated $44 million to charity. And they have almost 8 billion items recycled. I can, just one word for that. Wow. You guys are making a huge impact. Yeah. And like I said, at the, at the start, you know, after nearly two decades of doing this, we've recycled a lot. We've touched a lot of people in 2021 countries around the world. We recycle things that are um, very difficult to recycle that others aren't recycling that, you know, TerraCycle recycles the most ubiquitous and most littered thing in the world, which is cigarette butts. So, you know, to, to collect eight bill to have eight billion items recycled, it it does. Yeah, it's something we're very very incredibly proud of. Incredibly proud of. When I heard that you guys recycled cigarette butts, I thought, what? <laughs> How is that? I mean, what could you possibly turn that into that would be usable? So this is interesting. So if you think of a of a cigarette, the the filter is predominantly plastic. The rest of the cigarette is compostable it's tobacco and paper right so we separate the tobacco and paper from the filter and that filter that plastic can then be pelletized and once pelletized you can do almost anything with it we turn it into shipping pallets wow that's awesome is there a specific name for those pallets like uh Smoked, uh, smoked pallets or something? No, I don't know. <laughs> not that I'm aware of. That's not funny. that I'm aware of. But I mean, the fact of the matter is virtually anything is is recyclable. It's an economic equation as to whether it will be recycled or not. Is there right. is the cost of collecting it and recycling it more than or less than what you can get in return for it once it's recycled? Absolutely. So yeah. Anything is virtually anything is recyclable but it is, it becomes an economic equation. Right. You don't want to spend um, the money, the, the electricity, the water to recycle something that isn't the effort isn't worth it. You know, exactly. the, the expenditure of, of raw materials or resources is not worth the new product, but it sounds like what you guys are doing absolutely is. <clears throat> yep. I'd like to talk about Burger King and uh, Tim Hortons. You guys just launched in those two stores with the first ever fast food re- reusable packaging. Can you talk? Tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. And and just to, to add to that, we're also have launched it with uh, McDonald's in the oh, in the UK. I didn't see that. That's wonderful. Yeah. So you know, certainly, you know, the, the quick serve restaurants create an, an enormous amount of waste. And this is a very, you know, it's it's a pretty simple fix. And so you you know you have your burger boxes and your hot drink containers. Consumer walks up to the counter, asks for the loop packaging. The the food, the drink is given and given to them in the loop packaging. And again, back to that kind of return anywhere. You can return it to to any. Right now, it's a pilot, so any participating Burger King or any participating Tim Hortons 
but it, you know, just the consumer takes it, eats it, drinks it and brings it back. We clean it, sanitize it, and it goes back to the store. So, you know, again, it's, it's a very, it's a very circular, very circular and very clean. What is the, I saw the, the one I saw was like a clamshell uh, plastic container mm-hmm. for the, for the, the burger or the sandwich, I should say, because yes. you could put chicken sandwiches in it or, or chicken nuggets or whatever. But what's that made out of? Oh, that's a great question. I have to get back to you. Yeah, um, that's a great question. I'm, I'm not sure the answer. So we terrorist terror, in this case, loop works directly with the brand. And this is both for the quick serve restaurants or the the any other loop packaging that's going in store. The brand develops the packaging. Loop has very specific guidelines and standards that that we set, but the brand develops the pack. We then approve the pack. So I'd have to go back to see, which I'll be happy to do. I'm excited to see them. Are are they available? I think the Tim Hortons is in Canada. Where is the the Burger King launching? Do you know? Burger King is launching in New Jersey, in and around New Jersey. And um, again, the idea is we've been we've been able to scale really quickly, just generally speaking. Yeah. Um, so the hope is that is that we'll scale very quickly with this as well. I mean, it was it was pretty amazing when when we launched in the United States in 2019. We launched in six mid Atlantic states in July. By September. Consumer demand had skyrocketed so quickly that we scaled to the entire 48 contiguous states. Wow. So, you know, we've been able to be, to 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 explode at a, at a really rapid rapid rate. And like I said, we've only been around you know since July of 2019, yeah. and we're in multiple countries on multiple multiple continents. So hopefully, with the QSRs, we'll scale just as quickly. What's a? I'm sorry. What's a QSR? Quick serve restaurant. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> That's so, a lingo I haven't heard. Okay. Yeah, cool. yeah. So, so your McDonald's, your Tim Hortons. Um, they're not calling. Well. They're not calling it fast food. It's quick serve. Quick serve restaurant. All right. I love yeah. that. Quick yeah. serve restaurant. That's much more appealing. <laughs> I'd also like to talk about your your school and in-home services that you provide. So a school or a, a person just like you or me can buy one of your corrugated recycle bins and fill it full of, you know, packaging that wouldn't have gotten recycled and we can send it back to you. That's correct. It's called the zero waste box. Okay. So TerraCycle developed the the zero waste box program as a convenient at-home recycling solution to kind of fill in the gaps of what consumers can't recycle with their municipalities curbside curbside program or through TerraCycle's free other free recycling programs. So yes, a business, an individual can purchase a zero waste box, fill it and send it back. That's a great program. I know um, a lot of schools are uh, getting into that and a lot of people are getting into that system. Do you also offer larger scale industrial recycling options for businesses or municipalities? That would, that would be the zero waste box. Okay. 
that would be the zero waste box. And and just if I may, the anybody who's interested, it would go to zero waste boxes dot terracycle dot com. And, and I'll put I'll put join. that link in in the show notes so people can just click on it. Cool. So zero waste boxes dot or terracycle. Zero okay. waste boxes dot terracycle dot com. Okay. I'll get that. <clears throat> so how how do people get in touch with with TerraCycle or you or to to participate in programs like this? They can the I website. Will, the, the web yes, through the <laughs> website. Okay. A- absolutely. It's the easiest way. It's very simple. We're actually revamping the website so it'll be even simpler, but that's the best way. And it, it would be at terracycle.com. Are there any future programs or anything that you're excited about that you can tell us about yet? You know, from a personal perspective, I'm I'm really most excited about what's going, what's happening with Loop. I, I on a personal level, started with Loop before Loop even existed. When I started with Loop, it was an idea. And to watch it come to fruition has been phenomenal. And it's not often where you get to work and be involved in something that you truly believe may change the world. And this is super cool. I think that, you know, it, as I'm watching it grow and expand from country to country and continent to continent and from an e-coms platform to an in-store platform, there's a, there's a sense that it has the potential to change the world. And, and on a personal level, it's just very exciting. I totally agree. And I'm excited for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank the people at your company for us. So please, everybody listening, take a look at that website and I'll put it in the show notes, easy to click. And so you can go get your own zero waste box and add, be a part of the solution. Absolutely. Uh, and and for your audience in, in Portland, stop in and, and check out the Loop Isle and, the, and Fred Meyer stores. That's it. Local Oregonians, uh, Portlanders like myself, uh, check out Loop in uh, Fred Meyer stores. I can't wait to buy my first uh, Loop item. It's it's a really exciting. Fantastic! You'll have to you'll have to keep in touch and let me know how it goes. I will. Thank you, Landsberg Aurora, for your continued sponsorship of this podcast. If you're listening, uh, please subscribe to the podcast and uh, give us a review and tell your friends about it. Thank you again, Eric. I appreciate your time. Corey, thank you. I appreciate you having me. This episode is sponsored by Specrite, the first purpose-built platform for specification management. So much has changed when it comes to packaging, and there's a new book to help you stay ahead of the curve, The Evolution of Products and Packaging, written by longtime packaging executive Mr. Matthew Wright, helps you unpack industry trends and explains how you can use data to drive packaging innovation and sustainability. Download your free copy today at specright.com backslash book. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T dot com backslash book.